Amen. Good morning, everybody. Can we just give the Lord a good hand praise this morning? I've been thinking for how good our God is. Has he been good to you? Let's not forget how wonderful, how amazing he's always there, even when we don't think he's there. Come on, somebody give him praise this morning like you really want to praise him. God, I love you this morning. I praise you, almighty God, because he's good. And all the time, he's good. Amen. Remain standing for just a minute. I know you just sat down, but I don't want to make you have to stand back up because I'm going to read some scripture to you in just a minute. But first of all, I'm glad to be home. Amen. Thank you for allowing uh, my wife and I and family time. Every summer we take the month of July and just recuperate and take some just time off. And, uh, you know, I learned a long time ago I was not a healthy dude because I was going so much that it became a job. Years ago, I mean, it became a job for me. And I'm like, Lord, I didn't get into this for a job. I got into this because I want to spread your word. But I didn't understand rest. I didn't understand taking that time to refresh myself and actually just look my wife in the eyes and not say anything about church. But it becomes our life. The conversation every time is always, and, and you, you say, well, that shouldn't be bad. Well, when you do it for all the 24-7, it's good to just say, you know what? You look beautiful today. You know, I noticed that eyeshadow you wore today. That's awesome. Boy, you're actually wearing color. I mean, you know, I mean, look at the ocean. Look at the water. Look at the tree. There's a bird, a red bird back there. My God. I mean, I... I I know you don't get it unless you're probably in ministry, but every summer we take the month of July and just get refreshed. I actually have lots of conversations with my kids. Amen. I talk to them every week, but it's kind of like they're doing their thing. They're in school. They're working and, you know, uh, and, and it just gives us some time to have quality. Anybody know there's, there's a difference between having quality time than just having some quantity, right? So... But I'm back and refreshed, glad to be here with you. If you're a guest, you have no clue what I'm talking about. And if you're here for the first time, welcome. Come on. If you see somebody you don't know around, you just give them a high five real quick. Even though, just give them a high five. Say welcome. Welcome. Glad to have you here today. And I want to invite you, uh, it, you know, if you've been coming maybe in the last few weeks uh, for the first time and, and you've heard our wonderful staff bringing the word of God, I'm so proud of them. Amen. Come on, somebody. Those online, I'm glad to be back. Glad you're tuning in this morning. We welcome you here. And uh, if you are a guest and, and you haven't had a chance to go to VIP, please come by there. It's out to my right through these doors. Just spend a few minutes after service. I'd love to shake your hand, uh, get to know your name, and uh, tell you a little bit more about who we are. And, and so glad to have you here. Also, uh, real quickly, if you have not noticed... On 2920, they have these nice new curbs. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I saw them coming for several weeks here, and I thought, well, I don't know if they're going to make it in front of the church or not. 
Um, I know they're intended to keep people from having wrecks as much because we have had some bad accidents. And I just want to let you know, we have hired an extra officer even today. So they will be, two officers will be out as you exit today, helping you leave without uh, having an accident. So they're going to be out there in the roads to try to help you, especially if you're going west. If you're trying to cross the road, uh, look, if there's no officers out there, don't do that. I don't want nobody getting hit. Um, but, um, so, but they're going to be out there to try to help us today. Amen? Uh, and then lastly, uh, next week, you do not want to miss. It, it, yeah, yeah. It's called Student Takeover. Our young people are going to be up here worshiping with us, helping us in the service. You're going to hear from our student leaders next week. And then we're going to pray over all the kids going back to school because it's back to school Sunday. Staff, teachers, administration come. We're going to lay our hands on, on as many as we can and pray over all of our children from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade and uh, even our college students that are here. So it's always, it's one of my favorite Sundays. So you don't want to miss that. And then lots of activities happening out in the front. Baptisms are happening. I know we have over 20 baptisms of our students next week. So yeah, lots of good news. Amen. Y'all like good news? I like good news. So much bad news, I like good news. All right, if you have your Bibles, go to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. Thank you, brother. Amen. I just want to encourage you. I know that we live in the day and time where we have Bibles on our apps, and that's fine. Uh, but I will tell you, and I always remind you, it is so good to have a paper Bible. Because you can highlight right on it, and I know... It, it, it's this one I, this one's kind of jacked up but that's a good Bible I've got all kinds of marks I, I have I've bought new Bibles all through the years I keep going back to this one you know and, and because it's just got all the things that the Lord has you can remember when he spoke something to you and um, I saw someone this morning over here with their Bible, study Bible, open up, and I said, man, I love that. So it's so important. All right, Joshua 1, 1, you ready? After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, uh, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying this, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise Go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. And notice this, verse 3. Every place that the sole of your foot will. Everybody say will. That's future tense. Y'all hearing that? He said, will tread upon I have. I've already given it to you. I just want to stop for a minute and, and, and tell you there are some things that God has for you. And he, he's saying, you know what? Every place that you set foot into that I've called to you, I've already given it to you. We're waiting on God. God's waiting on you. If God has made promises to us in this word, it is yours. Amen? 
And it says, from the wilderness, anybody been there? And this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. I don't care who it is. If God's got an assignment on your life and there's an anointing on your life, there's a calling. No man, no person, no government, no Republican, no Democrat, no Congress, no Senate, no nothing can stop the anointing that God has on your life. If God has already preordained it and knew you before you were in your mother's womb and has called you and assigned you, it's a matter of you preparing yourself for the assignment. I already feel like preaching. No man shall be able to, he says. As I was with Moses, I will be with you, and I will not leave you nor forsake you. I will not leave you. I haven't left you. I haven't left you. Maybe somebody needs to hear that this morning. I haven't felt God. He hadn't left you. You may be in a place where you don't feel God, but you know what? God's not a feeling. I said, God's not a feeling. Oh, he gave us emotions and things and, we, and, and feelings, but God's not just a feeling. If he said it, he meant it. If he said, I am who I am, I'm the great I am, you don't have to feel me, it's who I am. Look outside, look what I've created. Did you notice the red birds and the blue birds flying this morning? Did you notice the trees and the grass and the rocks? Did you notice the landscape all over the world? Did you realize I've been here? Be strong. Here he starts. Starts this in verse 6. Yes, thank you, Lord. Yes, be strong. <laughs> Got to go with it, y'all. Be strong and of good courage. Look at your neighbor. No, don't look at me. Say, be strong and of good courage. Y'all, y'all, some of y'all won't even look at each other. Dear Jesus, help us. He said, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers and give to them. And he comes back again, verse 7. He says, only be strong and very courageous that you may watch that I may observe to do everything according to the law with which Moses my servant commanded you do not turn don't get lost in all the culture and the counterculture. Don't get lost in what the world is saying their value system is. Don't, my, my word has not changed. Are you hearing me, church? Oh, I came to preach this morning. It's been five weeks, so y'all better get ready. I start reading this word, and I just encourage myself. I preach myself happy already. The word is powerful when you stop and begin to let the spirit of the living God do a work in you. Anybody feel the anointing in here? I, feel, I got chill bumps running up and down my spine right now. That's the anointing of the word of God. It's so powerful. It makes me, I get emotional about it because I love hearing from God. Anybody else ready? I hope you hear from him this morning. My gosh, where are we at? He says, observe it. Do not turn from it to the right or the left that you may prosper wherever you go. The book of the law 
Look what he says again. Shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate day and night. Don't get so busy you forget this. Don't get so busy this becomes once a month. Don't get so busy. No, this is a daily bread that I will feed you. God, help us. And I'm talking to myself right now. You know how easy it is on vacation to not read the word? Get up and drink my coffee. And boy, those ocean waves look good. Lord, you're beautiful. And, and, I mean, but I can tell, I, I can tell when I'm not, I'm not consuming. Hello? Don't let it depart. Observe it to do all that is written for then. Everybody say then. What happens? I will make your way wherever you tread your feet. Prosperous. Successful. And then it's like he declares it all in verse 9. Have I not? Look, son, have I not commanded you? What does he say? Be strong. God, a third time? He wants them to get this. And have good courage. Do not be afraid. Not have fear or be dismayed. For the Lord God is with you wherever you go. Father, we thank you for your word today. It's so powerful. And I pray, God, today that you open up our mind and our spirit, Lord, to receive everything you have for us here today. Let me not leave here taking it for granted what the word that you are trying to feed into our spirit right now, God. I want to be better, God. I want to grow, God. I want to grow stronger. God, I know there's a calling on every person's life in this building, and I pray, Lord, that they would heed to the spirit of the living God before they walk out these doors today, God. May they be encouraged and their spirits be lifted. May they be stronger than when they walked in. And, Lord, those that felt like they had no hope, Lord, they're going to walk out of here full of hope and courage and strength today, I pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, everybody say amen. amen. You may be seated. They always say, I always want, why is my messages long sometimes? Because I can't get past the reading. I'm like, next time I'm not bringing any notes. I'm just going to stay right on the scripture and just go right at it. You know what I'm saying? But here in the, in the book of Joshua, obviously we understand that Moses had been the leader of God's people, had led them out of Egypt. You remember, God rescued them, delivered them, set them free. And they were only, and God had said, I'm, I have a promise. There's a promised land for you. There's a place I have for my people, and I want you to go there. And guess what? You know, they got so stuck where they were. In other words, they, were, they, they trusted God enough to deliver them, and then all of a sudden they turned back to their ways. And they had too much of, the, of Egypt in them. Too much of the slave mentality. And that's a, a lot of times that's the way we are as we get delivered uh, or we, get, we give our lives to Christ. We still have the slave mentality. God's still out to get me. I mess up. I can't make it. You better forget all that. Jesus Christ took your place. Amen. Amen? God took your place. Jesus went to the cross for you. But the whole point, Moses was leading them in what should have been an 11-day journey took them 40 years. How many of you have ever been stuck? And some of you are stuck and you don't even know it, and I'm, I'm telling you, you're stuck. Because usually when we're stuck, we can't even see it. 
We get stuck in a rut. We get stuck in a thinking mentality and, and a perception. And a lot of times it may be from our past or our upbringing. We get stuck in the way, and God's trying to change us, and we keep fighting the same battle over and over. Or we keep going through the same thing over and over. That'll preach right there. That's not my message, but I'm just telling you. Open up your mind today because maybe God's trying to show you something, tell you something, lead you to new relationships, new friendships. Hello, somebody? And so, but Moses led them for 40 years. And now Joshua, you remember Joshua was one of the one spies that went into the land and said, hey, we can take the land. I mean, and there was a lot of giants there, a lot of things to overcome. And he comes back and says, we can take the land. But the rest of the spies said, no, we can't do it. You know, Joshua and Caleb were, Caleb were the only ones that said we can take it. Well, because they stalled and were in fear, 40 years. So now, here's Joshua. He's the new leader. And this is kind of like God coming and giving him a motivational speech. It would be like you motivating your kids, saying, come here, let me remind you, you can do anything you want to do. You can be anybody you want to be. God's got a great plan for your life. You ever told your children that? Like, I mean, I've actually laid hands on my kids and prayed over them and said, you know what? I call those things that are not. I, Lord, I pray against every enemy, every devil that comes against my child. I pray for right relationships. I pray for the right direction, the right career, whatever you called them to do, God. May your hand be upon them. I mean, I, I, I'm telling you, I've, God's coming to Joshua saying, son, you know what? You can do this. I know it seems huge. Like this is a huge assignment. Like you don't even see a way you could do it by yourself. But I'm here to remind you this morning, I called you to do this. You ever seen a coach go in the locker room at halftime? I mean, maybe a team's all down. I've been a part of those teams, by the way. I mean, we're getting our rears kicked, you know, and we go in there and boy, the coach would come in there and said, who do you know who you are? Do you know what's on the inside of you? Anybody having a motivational uh, coach? Somebody tell you something like, get up on your feet. Get out there. And they used a few choice words. <laughs> That's what's happening here. God comes to Joshua and says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and have good courage. And matter of fact, here's what's so amazing and here's what we forget. This is God himself telling Joshua. I don't know who I'm talking to here this morning, but you may not hear the voice of God directly from out of heaven this morning, but I am his servant representing him this morning, and I came to remind you God's here speaking to you right now, that God has an assignment on your life, and he's wanting you to be strong and have good courage. And just because it looks like you can't do it or get past it or whatever struggle your adversity you're going through, you can get through it. Amen? So I want to preach to you for a few minutes about standing strong when life is hard. Courage is an amazing thing. Courage makes somebody capable of facing extreme danger. Courage helps them to overcome difficulty without retreating back and falling back, even when it comes in your face. I mean, because a lot of times when we stand up against the mountain or there's adversity in our lives, we retreat. But courage is having the ability to stand face forward and face the issue, face the problem. Sometimes we need to face our problems. 
It's not fun, is it? Going through uh, the difficulty with Debbie this year and, and realizing her kidneys had failed and, you know, we're on dialysis three times a week was not something we expected at age 53. And you know what? It was hard. It was a difficult year. And you guys prayed for us. And you know what? But we had to get to a point where we said, you know what? We're going to face this thing head on. I don't care what's happening, what the, what the you know, we're, we're going to abide by what the doctors say, but we're not going to quit living. If anything, we're going to really live. You got to face it head on. Have some courage. Even when the difficulty is there. Because if you, you know, a lot of times when people get sick or cancer or whatever, they lose their courage, they lose their ability, and you see them, and I hate to say it, but they pass away really quickly. A lot of times. But when you have courage on the inside of you, even the doctors will tell you, they don't even understand it all, but something happens when you stand in the face of something. And I, I mean, here, I, I'm, I'm here to testify. I have a sister-in-law that's beat cancer for 25 years 20, and the doctors still don't need, they're like, they walk in, they're like, I, whatever. <laughs> Courage, having a dauntless spirit at times, but also the ability to endure. I said the ability to endure. Some of y'all won't look at me when I say that word. Endure. Endure. Even when things are hard, you've got to endure. I came to encourage somebody. You've got to stand strong no matter where you are right now in your life. God has called you to live a life of courage. I know it's not easy. Life is not easy. It can be hard. But I'm going to tell you, I want to pastor a church that's an encouraging church. When people walk in this room, I'm going to tell you, I, I want them to be encouraged before they leave out of here. I don't want nobody beat down. I mean, man, I've been to churches before where I felt like I was beat up. I mean, I was like, no good. And I walked out of there like, God, no. <laughs> That's what I need every Sunday. Somebody, and I've had some, some, some people come to me and they grew up in that kind of church. So that's their thinking. And they go, well, you just got to preach it harder, pastor. You got, I like it when you, when you make it like that. I'm, I'm like, who wants that? <laughs> I mean, I may yell a little bit, spit a little bit. I may talk straight to you, but at the same time, I'm going to lift your spirits, letting you know who you are. Come on, Jesus didn't go to the cross for nothing. I said he didn't go to the cross for nothing. He went for you and took your place. I'm here to encourage somebody in the room, anybody. It's important that we have an atmosphere in here. Every, every volunteer, every team member, when you walk in, I'm going to tell you, if you come in here with your spirit down, how in the world are you going to encourage somebody else? And let me just say this. One of the great traits of leaders is the ability to encourage. Because you know what the fruit of courage is? Encouragement. If we always see the bad, you need to check your, check your spirit. Amen? I'm talking to every volunteer in here, by the way, like, hey, one great trait in you is you should be an encourager. And even when you don't feel courage, you get up and you got to remember, it's not about feeling. It's about what he said. Amen? I got to move on. All right. So I want to give you four things out of this scripture. Ready? 
four things to help you to stand strong. Number one is you got to think progress. Think progress. Tell your neighbor, you got to move forward, not backwards. Notice what uh, God says to Joshua. He says, Moses, my servant is dead now. Like, look, we appreciate, we are so grateful. There was a season. I, I, I raised Moses. I, I prepared him. He did his job. And just because he has passed on doesn't mean my work is, not, is, unfin is finished. In other words, I got something for you to do. I've been prepping you. By the way, Joshua was, was in preparation. Some of us, you know, uh, uh, look, you have an assignment, but maybe you need to go through preparation. Hello? And sometimes we're not willing to go through all that preparation and we keep facing the same thing and wondering why we can't never move forward or I'm not the one or I'm not that. Let me tell you something. There's preparation that has to happen so some changes can happen. So, you know what, you, you, you got to learn to go through that time and season. And that's a whole leadership lesson in itself. But you got to think forwards. In other words, don't get stuck. Anybody ever felt stuck? Nobody raising their hand right now. Y'all lying. Man, I felt stuck. There's times in my life frustrated. And, and used to it, it would happen to me after a vacation or something. It, thank the Lord I've moved past that. But, it, you know, my mind would just be going. And I, and I would I come off vacation supposed to be feeling relief, and I felt stuck. And I, I, God had to remind me of my calling. Amen. So we felt stuck. But God says, you know what? That, your past is your past. Some of you are hanging on to that. You're still hanging on to what happened to you. You're still even maybe how it used to be. It was so good back then. It was so easy then. I mean, and, and, and let me tell you something. You, you got to think progress. You have to move forward. There are more good things to come in your life. And some of us, we're ready to move past our past, but we haven't dealt with our past yet. Hello, somebody. But I'm telling you, you've, you can't get stuck in your grief. You can't get stuck in losses. You can't get stuck in heartache or, or setback or disappointment. You can't get stuck in the situation you may be in right now. Some of you are saying, it's not my past, it's the present. Amen? reason you can't get stuck is because you have a future. God's going, look, I've got places for you to go. I've got things for you to do. The fact that you're sitting here breathing, you're alive, means that God's not finished with you yet. Hello, somebody. Now, understand that Moses is the mentor of Joshua and he's just died. Joshua's heart is aching. This God's not trying to minimize the loss of somebody. I mean, look, this guy has been like a father figure in his life. I mean, he's been training him and, 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 and you know, even when you're uh, being mentored and you're following somebody, I mean, you, you're still, you're dependent on them a lot, you know, you're, uh, on your mentor. I mean, I, I, I have my dad here this morning and, and, and for so long, even after I became pastor, I still look to him because he was my main mentor. And I would call him, and even I, uh, you know, when I first started preaching, I mean, it was pitiful. It was just horrible. 
And I mean, I, I, I would, I'd go back and, and, and listen to myself. I'm like, nope, God didn't call me to do that. Dad, that was your job, not mine. Terrible. And I'd go home beat up. I'd feel worse. I'm like, I'm not preaching next week. Not doing it. I don't know who's preaching. I ain't doing it, God. And I call Dad, and he reminds you, you know what? God's preparing you. Just keep going. You got to move forward. Don't think about where you've been, your past. You got to move forward. You got to think progress. Everybody say progress. And, and, and I'll say this to you. You know what? I want to say to you, gas is high. Things are tough in the economy. Anybody? Did y'all put gas in your, car, uh, in your car this week? You only put half tank, didn't you? Our nation is in a mess. But now. Well, I'm going to wait, Pastor, till everything gets right. No, now. I'm not, I'm, my God's not dependent on what's happening in Washington, D.C. Am I concerned? Should I be a concerned citizen? Yes. Should I do my due diligence as a citizen? Yes. But my economy is not based on the world's economy. God has an economy. I don't know if you knew that or not, but if you ever tried his economy, it just works. Because even in a dry land, he'll provide whatever you need, even when things, I, I mean, I've seen it go up. I've lived long enough. It'll go up and go down, bad to worse, worse to great. And you know what? My God is still the same when you are obedient to his word. Hello? Well, I've had a decrease in pay, Pastor. How can you say that now? I've been through a divorce, Pastor. I've, been, I've gone through a, a horrible relationship, and you're still in that place now. <laughs> when you think progress, watch this. You create space for God to show up in your life. It works just the opposite of, of our natural instinct sometimes. You know, it's like waiting for things to open up. No, you've got to think forward. In other words, you've got to have faith. Faith, who are you serving? Who are you serving? Do you know him? Because if you don't know him, it's hard to have faith. If you don't meditate on the word, it's hard to have faith. Are you, I'm telling you, there is something powerful. You've got to feed your spirit, man. You've got to feed your spiritual soul if you're going to be spirit-minded instead of worldly-minded, instead of problem-minded, instead of mountain-minded. And you feed it. I'm going to get to that in just a minute. But I'm just telling you, when you, pro, you progress, when you think progress, God doesn't show up in your fear. I want to let that sink in. I mean, is there things sometimes you like, I don't know, I don't know, but I trust God. That's different than just flat out not trying at all. Because what you're really is doing is telling God you're not able. Hello? God doesn't show up in doubt. God shows up in faith. He shows up in dreams. You got to keep dreaming, baby. I mean, I look, I, I'm thinking, you know, sometimes it's easy to think, you know, I'm, I'm almost 53 now. And it's like, okay, well, I've been dreaming a long time. Now I just want to coast along. God said, no, you're not dead. 
Your time's still here. Matter of fact, this should be the... I, I, when I started thinking a little bit like that, God gave me a wake-up call and said, uh, no, um, I've been preparing you for this moment because now you have some experience. Now you've had some season in your life. The next 10 years ought to be your greatest years you've ever... Don't you stop dreaming. Don't you stop pushing. Don't you stop going forward. You can have the greatest impact, and I can use you more now than I ever could. I'm here to tell somebody who's quit, who stopped. I'm gonna, I mean, hey, what was it, was it Colonel Sanders who put KFC together when he was 73 years old, when he launched at 73? My God, that fires me up. Like, hey, I had KFC this week. So good. So fine. You know, my wife gives me an excuse to eat because she just gets these urges now, you know. I never know. And the other night she, go, she goes, I mean, it's like 8 o'clock. You know, they close at 9. She's like, you think you could go get me some KFC? I'm thinking, I think I can. <laughs> Mashed taters, coleslaw, biscuit. Come on, somebody. Woo. I know it's bad for me. It's bad for me. So don't retreat, everybody. Thank progress. Tell your neighbor you got to move forward. All right, let's read Joshua 1, 5. It says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I'll be with you. I will not leave you for, or forsake. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to your fathers. Now, so here's what I want you to do. Number two. Think of God as a constant, invisible, invincible, present God in your life. This is where we lose it sometimes. I think we're just thinking about life, and, and I don't think we do it on purpose. I do it, but this is where, uh, you know, when the Bible says, you know, pray at all times, I'm thinking, I failed that a long time ago. I don't think he meant literally you need to be opening up your mouth and actually speaking words all the time. No, it's just being conscious of his presence. Everywhere I go. I mean, because it would help change your attitude. Because sometimes you just show up with the wrong attitude. and you, I know you haven't been thinking of God at all. All morning. But before you go in a meeting, you say, God, you know what? Help me to have my mind on you. No matter who's in here, what's said, what goes on, Lord, give me favor today. Lord, give me kindness in my heart. Give me a, a spirit of, of courage and, or encouragement to somebody else. I mean, walk, you, know, you know how many times we can walk into our job and just already, we already have an attitude before we walk in there like, I hate this place. I don't feel like working today. Well, that's the way you're going to feel. But if you had the sense of every moment, I serve an almighty God. He is powerful. He said, as I was with Moses, I'm with you. I mean, and, and sometimes one of the things we assume is, you know, even as Christians, we assume that if, if things are going great, God is good. Right? And I just want to encourage some baby Christians in the room. You know, it's great because when you first came to church and, man, you had this experience, you met these wonderful people and you felt the presence of God and God's doing some things in your life. And, and then all of a sudden, you know what? The enemy's not going to leave you alone. 
Especially you, because he wants, to, he wants to stop what just started. He wants to kill the seed, and he's going to give you some bad, there's some bad days going to show up. There's some tough days, and maybe some old ways are trying to come back in your life. I just want to tell you this morning, you just got to have courage and realize, no, God is with me. He's for me. And if you fell down, get back up. That's all you got to do. Tomorrow's going to be a better day. But I'm convinced that some Christians even just forget how powerful their God is and they get stuck in a mentality, amen? I mean, the, and, and here, here's what happens. And then once we get in that, that spirit, it, instead of praying or instead of, of talking someone that's going to give me strength, we get on the phone and we call somebody and we just take the problem and make it bigger. That ain't me, Pastor. Start complaining, whining. And before long, here's what it turns into. Sometimes it turns into gossip. Oh, God forbid. Slandering somebody. Being critical of something. And I'm just going to remind you the Bible. James said in the Bible, he said that it's demonic. And that's how easy the enemy works in to bring disunity. In your life, the people around you, church, everywhere else. I mean, it just starts just like that because somebody got off track and, and, and forgot to, you know, realize, hey, God brought me to this place. He's got something for me. You know what? And he's tuned, and, and, and I've just tuned him out. And I got I to move forward and I got to forget, you know what? This is just something that God's put in front of me to face so I can make it through it so I can be better on the other side. There's a lesson I have to learn. Anybody? And, and, and don't forget that your God is still there because even when you get past the clouds, the sun is still shining. Amen? So the presence of problems doesn't mean the absence of God. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. I mean, can you imagine right now God coming to Joshua? Here's a big moment in his life. And God didn't just show up and say, hey, buddy, how you doing? No, God comes to him and says, come over here, son. Come here, my son. Let me tell you something. Moses was great, but he's, he's passed, and now's your time. Don't get stuck and, and all the things that from the past. No, you are the leader I've called to lead to this place. You've been in training, and guess what? You're going to have to be strong because there's going to be some giants. Matter of fact, the, the river... When they had to cross it, you know, normally it was about 100 yards across. But this was in the springtime with all the rain that had come. And, and, and so now the river at this time of the year was about a mile across and was strong currents. Isn't that about par when God shows up and you get a big dream and it's never the right timing? It's like, well, when you first started thinking about it and planting the seed, God planted the seed in you, you know, that river was 100 yards long. That challenge was not huge. But now it's going to require something more than you. I'm talking to somebody right now. It looks huge. It's like it's impossible. I mean, I've been there. You know how many times I've been and stood at the edge of the bank and go, I can't do it. 
But God says, you know what? You can do it with me because I'm going to give you the strength. And that's what he's doing. He's coming up to Joshua and said, son, listen to me. You're going to have to be strong. You're about to face some giants. I've got some things for you to do. But let me tell you something. Be strong. Be strengthened. Be fortified. Not in yourself, but be strong in me and who I am. And be be of good courage because you're going to need it to go and do what I've called you to do. You're going to make it because I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He's encouraging him. I command you now. Get up and go do it. Don't turn to the left. Don't turn to the right. Focus on my word, what I've said. I will always be who I've always been. And I'm here to tell somebody this morning, God's talking to somebody in this room. Son, daughter, I need to talk to you right now. You need, now is the time. Right now. Everybody say now. Not yesterday, but today is the time to move forward with your life. You've been stuck where you are. You've been staying there too long. And you've come in this place and this little white boy preacher is yelling in your face this morning. Saying, you know what, now's your time. Be strong, be of good courage, move forward in your life, stand on my word, live by my promises, live by my value system, even in a world that's not believing this book. You gotta go against the culture. Young people, stand up in the face of everything that's come against you. I'm telling you, you're about to move into school this year. And you got to stand strong for what you believe in, knowing that your God has a promise on your life. Don't let the culture shape you. Hallelujah. All right, sit down. Ready? Number three, you got to think straight. Now, I like you talking to your neighbor because you get with me when you're preaching. Tell your neighbor. Come on, look at your neighbor. Get your head on straight. See, this is the only time, marriages, I'm giving you permission to do that. You say that at home, you're going to be like, ha, ha. You're going to wrap your head around a couple times. Don't try that at home, y'all. The pastor said, no, don't blame it on me. He said, be strong that you may observe to do everything that's in the law. In other words, in the word that I command you, don't turn from it. So that you may prosper. Don't let it depart out of your mouth, but meditate. You know what? That word meditate. And I know this is going to sound gross. But you just got to regurgitate over and over. I mean, I'm fine with reading the Bible in one year. And I think it's great just to have at least some kind of plan, the one-year Bible. But the thing that always bothered me about reading the one-year Bible is I never could finish it. And number two, did I really understand everything I, be, I read? Because what good is it to read it if I don't understand it? So I, I'm like, well, that may work for some people, but for me, I need to read it over and over until I understand what the context is, what's going on here, and how does it speak to me? And God, what are you saying? Do I just need to know history here so I get have the background understanding? I mean, do I? I mean, or is this story something? And here's what's crazy: I've read the same. I've read this story. You know how many times? And I come back, and I and I was. That's why I went back to my old Bible, Karen, because I'm looking, and I got circles around words and underlines and highlight and scribble. At different times, God was speaking something different, and I'll tell you this: this morning. 
I had my, say, I bought a brand new study Bible. It's like this one, but, but, but it's it got a few more notes in it. And this morning, I opened it up right before I came here. Same scriptures. And God gave me something else. And I'm like, I'm confused, God. You done gave me a word. He's like, that's for today. This is for later. But I'm telling you, meditate till you get it. You've got to stay on it. Some of you say, well, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. Well, then you know what? Get you a devotion with it. Get, you a, get a study Bible because it will help you. You know what? Now you have access online if you will take the time. You can go online and read all kinds of commentaries to help you. I went back and read commentary again. I've read it before. I read different commentaries from different uh, people from the past. I mean, well, I mean, Matthew Henry's an old commentary, but I still love his words. But I have to read his words about five times because this is this long. And I got my phone looking up in the dictionary like, what does that mean? But because I want to get understanding. And, and, and that's what has to happen. And once you do, here's what happens. You get, you'll get hungry for the Word of God like you've never been. It's not just something I have to do. It becomes something, oh, God's talking to me. Now I'm having conversation with my God because it's been there all along. But he's speaking to me for my now moment. got to think straight. Don't compromising the word. You got to, this word of God will always stand, folks. We can't make it fit to our current culture. If anything, the culture is going to have to fit to it. What we see in our generations, look, go back and read history. Just go back, way back. It just repeat, repeat. People get way off, come back. I mean, way off, God brings it back. Way off, God brings it back. This is not the first time because God's word will always stand. Amen? Hallelujah. you got to keep a biblical worldview. It's what I said a while ago, always thinking, have, knowing God is an almighty present God at all times. you got to get a different view than what the world is seeing. And so and God will work things on your, in your life. All right, and here's the last one. You ready? Think like a champion. See, y'all didn't believe me. If we, if we grow up with the Johnny, you did good, but you lost every game mentality, it's hard to think like a champion. But when you realize you serve a God that's never been defeated, well, that's pretty weak. He's never been defeated. He is undefeated. He's undefeated. I said he's undefeated. And you are. You have been engrafted into Jesus Christ who defeated death, hell, and the grave and sin in your life and rose again and is alive right now and the Holy Spirit is in this place. I'm here to remind you, you have the heart of a champion. You may not feel it. Again, here we go back to feelings, Pastor. But you know what? You just preach yourself until you feel it. 
I mean, there's a reason we are called Champion Life Church. By the way, if you don't know it, we kind of changed the last part of that. I know it says Champion Life Center, but we're moving it towards Champion Life Church, and here's why. People go, well, what's, every time I tell them, well, I'm with Champion Life Center, they go, what's Champion Life Center? It's a church. Oh. I'm like, well, why did I put, why did we name it Center? I don't know. Sounded good at the time. And then we spelt it wrong. You know why we named though? It wasn't to, I'm better than everybody else. No, because God has called you to live a champion life. To be an overcomer. I made you more than a conqueror, he said. Do you realize that? I know we go through some adversity. I'm not talking about everything's going to be good. No, there's some adversity you've got to face, but you've got to have courage. Stand strong, he said, even when you're going to face the giants, even when you've got to go through and, and build a place. But I will give you, I have already given it to you, but you've got to step out in faith. Got to have the heart of a champion. Heart of a champion. Have I not commanded you? Now he's talking to you. Be strong. Have courage. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know, champions don't think like average people. And average people don't think like champions. That's why you got to renew your mind to the Word. It helps me to see who I am. You know, and even as long as I've been in ministry, there's times I have to remind myself how wonderful the blood of Jesus is that washed away my sin, that made me whole. Because I'm still human. I'm like Paul. I, I face my flesh daily. Anybody else? I'm not talking about it, it, some huge sin. or I, I'm talking about just attitude and thoughts and allowing stuff in. And You watch enough Netflix, buddy, you're going to be thinking differently. Be like, I, I felt like I just waddled in the mud. Spiritually speaking, sometimes. Like, golly. And then just to get along with God. And, you know, sometimes you can approach God guilty like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And he's like, no, you can come unto me at any time and find mercy and grace. Stop turning to the left. Stop turning to the right. Be obedient to my word because my grace is sufficient. It's it's, it's better than good enough. You say, well, that's too good of good news. You're right, it is. But it's the greatest news. That every day I'm being washed and cleansed by the blood of the Lamb so that I can live a champion life. Amen. I want you to stand to your feet this morning. I don't know who this message was for. I don't. But I do know that 
I want to give somebody an opportunity. If you don't have a strong relationship with God, or maybe you've never had a relationship with God, or you need to renew and recommit, I want to take this opportunity at this part of the service. This is one of the most important part of the services to give you that opportunity to recommit your life or commit your life to Jesus this morning. Just, you got to take a step. So if you're here today and you want me to pray with you, we can pray, we're all going to pray this together, but you say, I'm ready. Would you just give me a show of a hand and say, I'm ready. Thank you. Thank you for being bold. Thank you. I see you. God bless you. Thank you for being bold. Thank you. It's time. Thank you. I see you all the way in the back. Thank you, brother. God bless you, man. Thank you, brother. I see you over there. Amen, amen, amen. Church, can we just pray for them and with them right now? Repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your presence that is here today. Lord, I'm ready to serve you. I'm ready to surrender my life to you. I believe in what you've done for me. You died on a cross for all my sin, my past, my present, even my future. Come into my life. I want to make you my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, from this day forward, I will follow you. Amen. Come on, can we give them a hand clap this morning? Come on, we celebrate you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, some of you just need to raise your hands before we walk out of here this morning. Thank God for what he's doing in your life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Sing it. Thank you, Jesus. We give you some praise this morning. Thank you, Pastor James. Y'all, we just want to celebrate anyone who gave their life to Christ this morning. If you are a new believer here, if you've recommitted your life to, to Christ, we want to give you a new believer's Bible. We have them in both English and Spanish, so if you'll come up front after the service, we would love to give you one. Also, if you want to know more about our church, we have our growth track starting uh, Tuesday, August 16th. Come on, I need to hear some hand claps. Here you'll be able to uh, learn about our church and what it means to be connected. And if you are a guest today, we would love to meet you in our VIP right out these doors. Uh, come and meet Pastor James and some of our leadership staff. Uh, Y'all have an amazing week. We love you, and we'll see you next Sunday.